we are very blessed to have this opportunity of kicking off and beginning our 40 hours of adoration devotion. Now, this may seem strange since we have so much adoration at ICD already. So what makes this different? What makes this special? 40 hours of adoration is a commemoration of the approximately 40 hours that Jesus spent in the tomb from Saturday all the way through Sunday. Sorry, from Friday all the way to Sunday. And uh, 40 is also a number that we see consistently throughout sacred scripture. We see the 40 years in the desert that the people of Israel had as they were making their way towards the promised land. The 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert to prepare himself for ministry. And 40 hours that Jesus was in the tomb. 40 has this unique place in salvation history, representing a long period of time. A period of time of preparation. A period of time of drawing closer to the Lord. A time for us to be humble. A time unique and different from ordinary adoration that we typically do. So when we have 40 hours here to recognize how special it is, Instead of simply having four candles around the monstrance, we're going to have 40 candles around the monstrance. To highlight just how awesome it is to have the Lord with us. To highlight this special and privileged time that we have. Also, this is taking place over the weekend, which is different than uh, most of the time when we have adoration. And so those who aren't necessarily typically able to attend and participate in adoration, will have this unique opportunity to do so. And when it comes to this time with the Lord, we can recognize his profound humility, that the God of the universe would love us so much that he would not only take on human flesh, go through his passion, death, and resurrection, but even come up with a way to still remain with us today in the Eucharist, a way that he could be physically present with us. This profound humility is something that we see imitated by the saints, by the Blessed Virgin Mary, but even by the saint that we celebrate today, Saint Juan Diego. In his time, there weren't very many uh, natives who were converting to Catholicism. A lot of them were demoralized when their civilization was overthrown and their human sacrifices brought to an end. They weren't sure what to think, What they had previously believed seems to have been wrong. Those human sacrifices were supposedly keeping the universe going. And so if they had stopped, then the universe would crumble in their own religion, in their own understanding. And yet, the human sacrifices they were doing came to an end when the Spanish came. And they brought Catholicism with them. But the native people were very much confused and upset, and having difficulty understanding what was going on. But yet, Juan Diego believed. He was one of the few that converted initially. And he was profoundly humble, a peasant. He wore a tilma, which is um, a peasant's garment. It's just kind of like an an overcoat. And it's made out of cactus fiber, um, which isn't particularly comfortable. And it doesn't last more than 20 years. And then it falls apart. 
And yet, we have this profound humility that attracts the Blessed Mother, that because he was so humble, because he was so open and docile to the faith, he was ready to receive the Blessed Mother appearing to him and giving him a special mission, a mission to have a church built there on that hill where she was appearing. So she sent him to the bishop, and even though he's a peasant and he knows how important a bishop is, he couldn't deny the Blessed Mother, and so he went. But the bishop wasn't convinced um, because the people had a very strange religion, and he didn't understand Juan Diego and what he was trying to say. He believed he was confused, and so he was dismissive of Juan Diego. And so Juan Diego was uh, not terribly surprised, but um, disappointed because the Blessed Virgin Mary sent him to go to the bishop to ask for this church, this chapel, to be built in her honor. And the bishop didn't believe. And so there were a couple more times that the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to him. And in his humility, he would do all that she would ask of him. But he knew that he needed a sign in order to convince the bishop. And Mary said, go up on top of the hill, and you'll find flowers there. Now, in their culture, flowers were a sign of truth, because they were rooted. And the truth has roots. It goes deep. And so when he heard that these flowers would be up there, even though he knew it was December, it was winter, it wouldn't make any sense for there to be flowers there, he went up there anyway. And there were flowers that were native to Spain, right there on that hill. And so he collected them in his tilma, which is one of the things that they would do with their garment. They would gather things in it and hold it close to themselves. And so he was confident that now the Blessed Virgin Mary had given him these flowers that shouldn't be there, and flowers represent truth, the bishop will surely believe him. And so he goes to the bishop again, and the bishop just kind of delays and ignores. And some of his attendants, some of his assistants, asked Juan Diego what was in his tilma. And they tried to peek, and they saw a flower, and as soon as they saw it, it just kind of disappeared. And when they saw the flower and that it disappeared, they then went to the bishop and said, you really need to meet this guy. And so Juan Diego, in his humility, following the Blessed Virgin Mary, goes to the bishop and confident that these flowers would be convincing. Um, before the bishop, he opens his tilma and all of these flowers fall to the floor. And miraculously, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe appears on his tilma. And again, this goes to his humility. How he was willing to do what didn't really make sense simply because Mary told him to. And he knew that Mary was the mother of God and he was a faithful follower of the Lord. And when the bishop saw the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, he immediately repented and knelt down before the image, apologizing to the Blessed Mother for his unbelief. Now, this image has many miraculous properties to it. One of them is that the tilma, which is made of cactus fiber, which should have fallen apart after 20 years, is still intact today. We're talking about something that's 400 years old that should have disintegrated a long time ago. There's no paint on it. It was analyzed. You can't find any paint on it anywhere. And the stars on Mary's mantle, 
actually are the exact position of the stars on that date, on the hill, where Mary appeared to St. Juan Diego. In that exact configuration. How could anyone know that? How could anyone paint that? How could anyone put that together? This image of Mary, she's pregnant, and there's flowers on her garment. And the flower right over her womb is the flower that represented the God of the native people. The God of gods, the King of kings. And so this image of Mary told the natives that she was the mother. Her head was bowed down, though, so showing that she's not God, even though she stood before the Son, which was worshipped as a God. So this image had many miraculous properties to it. In fact, the roses on her dress, they have the stems not go down to the ground, but off to the side, into the mantle, which is a particular kind of teal color that only royalty was allowed to wear. And so the native people knew that this image of this woman, she must be a queen, because she's wearing the royal color. And these roses would go into the mantle, and the mantle is covered in stars, meaning this is from heaven. So the truth, represented by the roses, is coming from the mantle, which is heaven. So they knew the truth of this image, the truth of what it's saying, is from God, from heaven. And so it's, it's the reason why so many millions converted rather rapidly. Even though the Franciscans had been there and they've been trying for decades to draw people to the Catholic faith, only when the bishop had asked heaven for help, recognizing that his own efforts and the efforts of the Franciscan missionaries was not being successful, did God actually send help from heaven. He sent his own mother to bring about their conversion. And millions converted rather quickly because when they saw the image, they saw the message. They didn't have a handwritten language. They used signs and symbols. And they saw that in the image that this was true. And they were converted. And it was because of the humility of our saint today, Juan Diego, that he was willing to listen to the Lord, that he was willing to listen to Our Lady, to follow the instructions, even though he was being dismissed by the local church, even though the bishop wasn't believing at first, his humility was what was very powerful in bringing about the conversion of millions because it allowed the Blessed Mother to appear to him and for her to work through him to reach the bishop and to assist in that conversion evangelization process. And this humility is an imitation of the humility of our Lord. A Lord who comes to us humbly even today in the Eucharist. Who loves us so much. He wants to be not only present spiritually, but even physically present with us. So that we can be with Him. I remember hearing a story of a young girl who, she was at a Steubenville conference. And they were having one of their big adoration moments. And she knelt down and she was praying and she was uh, very much in tune with the Lord and disposed to Him. And she could see an image in her imagination of Jesus walking on the water towards her as she was kneeling on the beach. And they were having an intimate conversation about what was going on in her life. And then Jesus was standing right before her in her imaginative prayer. And He said to her, 
Open your eyes. I want to see your eyes. Now, in her imagination, her eyes are already open. So she knew what he really meant was her real physical eyes. And when she did, there was Jesus in the monstrance, right in front of her face. The priest had picked up the monstrance and was processing around the stadium and stopped right before her at the inspiration of our Lord, such that when she opened her eyes, when he told her in prayer to do so, he was looking at her through the Eucharist, and she was looking at him through the Eucharist. The Eucharist is really Jesus, and he really desires to be with us. He wants to remain with us, to spend time with us. He wants us to be with him. He loves it when we come and visit him, and we just spend time in his presence, talking to him, is because of his great love that he's humbled himself continuously to come to us in the Eucharist. This profound humility to allow us to be with him. This is one of the things that we are remembering and celebrating as we have these 40 hours of adoration, that our God loves us so much that he would come to us in this way, that he would be present with us in the Eucharist that we can be with him in this unique way. So let us rejoice. Rejoice at the humility of St. Juan Diego. Rejoice at the humility of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And rejoice at the humility of our Lord Jesus Christ, who still comes to us today. Rejoicing in this humility and preparing our hearts to encounter him in the Most Holy Eucharist.